Hello, everybody, and welcome to this and we see this week's episode of Generic Earporn. Woo! Hey, let's go. Brilliant. Very well done. Uh, welcome, everybody. How are you Great doing? Great start. Hello. Uh, how are you doing, Becca? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. Yeah, are you a little bit nervous? I always get a bit nervous before this, at the start of the episode. Then you relax about five minutes in. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, with lockdown and everything, getting a little bit used to Zoom, but being recorded is another thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've been working on your van today, haven't you? You've got a, a van project set up for travelling. Yeah, exactly. So we're heading off to Spain in September. So we're nice. uh, installing our solar panels so that we've got an office on wheels, which is exciting. So you're going to be working while traveling? Yeah, so that's the plan. So we're, I'm kind of saying to people, we're moving to Spain for work rather than traveling, even though we are going to be moving around. Um, mm. But we are very much going over to Spain to sort of create a home um, and, yeah, to work, work from our van. Awesome. Well, I think it's it'd be a good idea for everybody uh, to have a good insight on, okay, I guess what, what you're doing at the moment, Becca, just before we, we plough into everything. So maybe if you could just give like a little bit on like what you're planning to do over in Spain. Yeah, of course. Um, so both Luca and I are stepping away from what you call like the conventional um, jobs and we're both going online. So I'm, I've just qualified as a health coach, nutrition health coach. Um, cool. So that's empowering people to nourish their mind and body Love that. so in short that's stress management sleep <laughs> hygiene movement and nutrition and you're are you already doing that at the minute yeah so that's I'm very much at the moment I'm at the at the start of create like building my business so I'm very much putting my energy into you know creating my website getting yep. my offer very clear um, I am working with a few clients at the moment but hoping for that to take off as we hit Spain, basically. So exciting. Yeah. So I'm going to be working, working online, offering my health coaching services. And Luke is going to be, who's my partner, he's going to be doing online tutoring maths because he's a maths teacher. <laughs> awesome. Um, and yeah, but we're also going to be doing workaways along the way. So that's like where you sort of exchange your work and time for a, a piece on the land to park up. Um, or maybe even a room in someone's house. So nice. Nice. Um, and what do you like classes is, I guess, like the, the new age, like neo kind of nomad work-life <laughs> yeah, balance? I suppose, I suppose that's what you hear. You hear you know, <laughs> nomadic. You're sounding like the most Instagram worthy couple. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Life goals. Hashtag van lifers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So... Luke is fully on board of this as well, and he's jumping onto his own. Uh, well, so he's jumping online as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's. I mean, I suppose he had a little bit of practice through, um, like COVID and lockdown because he mm. came away from working actually in school and had to teach all his lessons online. So he has had some practice in that. But no, he's going more like towards the private tutoring for now. Um, right. But um, you yeah. guys are one of the most in-sync couples I've ever met. So do you want to give a bit of context? You've been together for quite some time, haven't you? Yeah, so uh, we met when we were 16 and then we were in a relationship on, on my 17th birthday. So 10 years. <laughs> That's easy to remember the anniversary. That's incredible. Yeah. In this day and age. I know. It's... Um... 
I mean, like looking back on our relationship, it feels like very much it, it's definitely gone through stages. Like mm-hmm. we both say we're not the person at all we were when we met each other. So we have that where you hear people say like you either grow together or grow apart. So we have certainly like grown together. That's great. Um, yeah. And what, and what was the, um, because like a little bit on like myself, you obviously know like a lot about Harry, but um, you know, I live in London currently and in that whole kind of rat race of just, uh, an office job is like your world I'm currently doing it from home but yeah. you know just got this got this new job now and I'm probably looking at the next what five to ten years maybe in the same company or at least shifting around but like at what point did you kind of think um you know I need a break or I need like at least like a different experience not just like another job in another city but actually like to move away from another company uh, another country and go yeah. go down the van life yeah that's a really interesting question um I think I've always been, well, no, that's not true. I was going to say I've always been like sort of free spirited, but that's not true because I look back in like 2015, I used to, I was terrified to leave home. Honestly, I would cry if I had to leave home for more than two days. So I I definitely have um, come on a way. What was your fear back then of leaving home for more than two days? It's a really, really good question that I've actually kind of been looking at recently. And I suppose it I just used to get induced into like anxiety and panic. Mm-hmm. So when Luca and I, uh, a couple of years into our relationship, he went off to university for three years in Exeter. So it was only two hours away from home. Um, so that was like our sort of first challenge in our relationship I suppose and I used to go and visit him and I remember once I went to visit him and we were going to go to London for the weekend and I got to Exeter and I just had the biggest panic attack well I think it was the first time I'd ever experienced a panic attack and I was just terrified of the thought of going to London for we were going for like two nights or something so I've definitely yeah was there something that you're afraid of happening or was there just this sort of overwhelming sense of uh, I guess you don't have your safety net. You wouldn't know what to do if something went wrong and you don't know, you're imagining every scenario. Yeah, I think so. I think like you said, it, it was like a sense of overwhelm and out of, I wasn't, I wasn't good out of my comfort zone. And maybe mm. this is where it comes from in this day and age. Like I used to be so fearful of stepping out of my comfort zone that maybe now I've realized how magic it actually is when you do step outside of your comfort zone. I'm like, sort of, I've gone to the complete other. <laughs> right. So now it's like, let's do everything. And I realize like, I've now got, I've, I've gained this confidence in my own abilities, I suppose, through going through that process that now I just want to push it constantly. So yeah. that maybe that's why I want to go sort of go and live away in the van. And I suppose it's, yeah doing something unconventional yeah 100 percent. and um how long how long is the the build for the for the van taken well i mean we've done it slowly definitely call it a labor of love um we started a couple of years ago um and we spent like so luca was living in so we bought it when we moved back from brighton and Luca was still living in London so he would travel home for the weekends and we'd spend I'd spend the evenings on it and he'd and we'd spend all weekend honestly like from eight in the morning till it got dark at night working on it for a couple of months and then we gave it a break because summer came and living in Cornwall we wanted to just enjoy having the van and like enjoy summer mm-hmm. um, but I'd say yeah I mean we are still working on it like I say we've installed the solar panels today 
um but we're pretty much now self-sufficient and and ready to go I'd it's say great having it's great having uh, mutual goals in relationships you and Luca seem to be quite good at having independent goals wherever you're going because you you go together a lot of places you know I met you when you both moved to Brighton and for a lot of couples that's quite a tricky thing to do but you both seem to you both had your own lives here um, yeah. neither one of you is sort of waiting for the other one to move yeah it's very um, true and I suppose in that sense like you were saying earlier about like what was my fear of going to London and things mm. I suppose in a sense when we have it I feel like when I'm with Luca like I'm kind of at home in a so <laughs> cringy as that sounds that's probably the best possible thing you could say about your partner <laughs> yeah. which yeah. and I know yeah. like in fact I read this quote on um I don't know if you guys have heard of the happy pair no I've not heard of that um so they're these guys that I follow on Instagram and they're they're very much in like the health and wellness world um but they they had a quote on Instagram that was something like a healthy relationship is the perfect balance between um like feeling free to evolve into your truest self mm -hmm. but also balanced with giving you that deep sense of home and that really resonated with me and with Luca's, like mine and Luca's relationship, like it does feel like almost like my safety net and it does give me the confidence to be able to, yeah, I suppose, push myself a bit. And I guess you're, you're, not, you're never as worried about what will happen because you know you've got another person there uh, yeah, that you trust I, to, to find solutions to things. Yeah, and I guess life is easier, isn't it? When you've got, when you've got like a cheerleader, someone that's saying to you, do you yeah. know sometimes when you have those wobbles and you're a bit like, you're a bit unsure but you've got someone by your side that's going go on like I know you're able I know you're competent mm. go for it and like that is going to help that's only going to help isn't it so I suppose having two people like when they've got when they've got you in moments that you uh, when you trip up yeah yeah exactly like just knowing someone's got your back and I, but, but you don't like you know I think things like that just doesn't it doesn't just come overnight like it's not it's not something we've just clicked our fingers and arrived at it's definitely been is there something that you think people because yeah uh it's easy to look at your relationship with sort of uh quite a naive perspective um and me as someone who's been single uh most of my adult life um i i often don't like i hear the problems of hard relationships but also i don't necessarily hear many things well i was I mean, basically the question is what's the hardest thing that you think people looking at your relationship don't get about your relationship yeah it's uh, a that's quite a hard one to answer yeah it's a good question though, because like I I genuinely don't feel I, I think at the moment as well like ever since sort of our relationship since moving to Brighton together so post ski seasons mm -hmm. I feel like we've gone into a completely another phase and like it just feels easy like there's yeah. no part of it that does feel hard work like in mm -hmm. the past we've definitely had our our like you know ups and downs of course yeah but you've grown together since you were 16 yeah exactly and like understand and like again like the most cliche thing but it's so true is that communication is key thing like Luke has taught me to be able to communicate basically and he knows mm. he he knows how to read my like mm. facial expressions to the point that he knows when to leave me alone <laughs> that's I, I think that's a good talent <laughs> yeah and I, I, I think mean, for yeah. 
managing life um, in a van, I think that's like, very, very important. I think 100%, well, that, 100% yeah. like couples most likely will not get to that point in life where they will be able to live in a van together. So Living in a tiny tin can. <laughs> but um, I wanted to kind of get the whole surfing side, because I know that like, Harry knows a little bit more about that interest, but I mm. think from from a kind of um, a UK standpoint, you obviously don't have as many people who are, who are avid and maybe setting up a life where maybe their life can be revolved around an activity like surfing. But yeah, how did you, how did you get into it and how were you interested in it? Yeah, so, um, well, I, I mean, I, I surfed a little bit as a teenager being like in Cornwall and things. Um, but actually I, I sort of only really started surfing properly about two and a half years ago. Um, in fact, again, it was, so when we were living in Brighton, we'd come home for the summer, that was in 2018. And Luke was a surf instructor. So he's been a surf instructor for years. And I never really took much interest in it. And because he was working so much like on his free time, he didn't want to be in the sea. So we didn't really do it. And then when we were living in Brighton, we come home in the summer and he would surf. And then he gave me a few lessons and I realized I did really enjoy it. Um, and then we moved back to Cornwall in February 2019 and that's when it took off really and he again just took me under his wing and was very very patient because I again <laughs> terrified. I find surfing the hardest thing it's it's really like and what's annoying is when you do it well it looks really easy I know and that is so annoying isn't yeah it? <laughs> you're on a sport that's really easy and looks really hard. But yeah, I and then I just discovered the like the magic in it. And I think alongside like with my um, sort of interest in health and wellness and like realizing mm-hmm. the peace that it brought me, like being able to just sit out on the water. It's so cleansing almost. It's just such a nice thing to do but yeah again that's very much thanks to Luca for being so patient with me and and even to this day like encouraging oh we teach each other now like we're mm. to the point where we point out what each other could do better and awesome yeah yeah um and I suppose um you know with the balance of kind of the you know Luca doing the the, the mass tutoring on the side now that he's kind of gone private gives a kind of a little bit more time to have some some spare time to maybe not as have as many clients as maybe you would do if you hadn't decided to you know take a van and and go to Spain so um, yeah exactly yeah it's like making obviously it's a it is a scary choice that we're making but also realize like the massive benefits hopefully that come with it and the fact that like we can work less because we won't be needing as much money because we won't be like you know having to pay rent or mortgage or um and you know you just need less money to live Mm -hmm. um so being able to have that spare time to be able to go like we love walking going into the mountains surfing in spain is going to be amazing learning the language that's one of our like that's our top top thing we want to get from spain is consolidating the language have you started with that hablo espanol (laughs) (laughs) um i have no idea what you said (laughs) um when I studied Spanish at um a level so I've got no excuse really but again that was eight years ago 
no, it's nine years ago now. Um, and ever since I've said, I want to live in Spain, I want to live in Spain, I want to live in Spain. And the time's not been right. And we were meant to go last September. And then obviously we got locked down. Um, but um, so I've got like, you know, I should be intermediate, but it's all in there somewhere, I'm sure. And um, Luke has been very good at practicing on Duolingo and he's got this amazing memory. He just yeah. seems to soak up everything, which is just quite annoying, but also a good thing. And I think, you know, a while ago, um, I think maybe there's been a little bit of attention like recently to, um, you know, changing kind of one's lifestyle into, into one that you want and maybe that remote life. I, I don't know if you guys both saw that whole uh, Nomadland film with, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, God, what's her name? She's from Three Billboards. Uh, yeah, don't ask me. I'm so, me. so rubbish when it oh, comes Fra to Francis, Francis McDormand. And I think it basically just paints a picture on you know, why, do, why do we like as human beings decide to you know, slave away uh for like that that job that work job nine to five um and just kind of realize that there is more to life than that but you can still earn a living and have a, like, a very good quality of life and it's actually quite funny that we're having this conversation because fairly recently a couple of my friends have just decided to go and do the exact exact same thing but in portugal um, so potentially you're going to find a lot of people and maybe make a lot of friends. I, I think it can be quite challenging that sort of life if you're not if you're not someone who's very active because um, or I, I mean more in a practical sense because I think you two will find you'll be constantly finding things to do. You'll go you'll be very proactive. You'll go I'm going to go for we're going to go for a walk today. Let's find places to go. Let's do surfing and let's do this and do that. Um, I think it can be a struggle, um, especially traveling alone, feeling motivated to do the things that you that you enjoy. I certainly find it hard to motivate myself to when I was in when I was on furlough and I was doing far, far less. I found my I was getting less active. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that's the fear of for me, if I was to do something like traveling by myself. Um, is that I wouldn't enjoy the views and the experiences nearly as much because I wouldn't be doing them with other, with other people around me. Yeah, it's really, that's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like one of my sort of goals in life once upon a time, like a few years back was I would go traveling on my own to prove to myself that I could do it. Mm -hmm. And I spoke to a few friends actually who have traveled on their own. And they said to me the whole time, well, not the whole time, actually, that's not true. They said like, it was an amazing experience, but then mm -hmm. they got to the point where they would, they all they wanted was for someone to be there with them, not necessarily like a partner, no. like in a yeah. relationship, but a friend or someone to be able to share the experience with, to then be able to, you know, reminisce in the future. So yeah, I do, I do get that. And I think that's the beauty of like a lot of these, um, I like websites nowadays, like work away, like you're not going and just aimlessly traveling or no. like moving around. Like you are, you're, um, involving yourself with another family or group and actually working and then they're going to introduce you to like the local communities um well like what what you will be doing is um you know you, you will be contributing a lot to the community not just kind of um in okay being being a part of the community and, and getting to know people but like 
well, let's just look at Spain as a country. And recently, obviously, it's not been doing very well, like as a government. Um, so there's a lot of benefit to you being there for not just the locals, but I think for the economy as a whole. I know that's a very uh, <laughs> like global thing to say, but um, it's it's kind of true in a way. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, I think like, you know, because we've got the issue down here at the moment in Cornwall with like sort of the overwhelm, the, the influx of mm. people on like our infrastructure and it's almost too much this year. Whereas, mm. yes, I, I suppose like because there's been this break for the last year, 18 months, like hopefully we'll be really welcomed in Spain um after covid i mean it is it's hard to know i'm sure we will be um mm. but then also the other like the net the, the new complications now is with brexit as um uk like residents we're only allowed to go to um into the european union for a maximum of three months at a time oh wow okay so, wow yeah so we're only actually allowed to be there for three months and then you have to leave for three months it's bizarre isn't it interesting interesting rules i guess it's to make uh to create some sort of distinction between a holiday and living somewhere yeah exactly yeah, um, and where do you set that boundary but yeah, it does seem a bit silly yeah which is um it's quite annoying to be honest but yeah <laughs> i think just... what what sounds great about doing it the way that you're doing uh, and what you're saying is it's nice to go this is a nice area and have the freedom to just stay there and be in that place um, and not feel pressured to move on because you've got to train in three days or something like yeah. that and see every different thing I certainly for me I feel like um, uh, typically when I go on holidays with large groups they're just everyone wants to do um, a different thing every day and wants to see every bit of an area and you can spend an hour every day in a car going to all these different places and uh one of the things i love to do when i'm in a place is just uh wake up and walk around and not know where i'm going um and have no ambition for a day and yeah. just be in a new place um yeah. i'm completely with you on that one what is it do do less no oh i don't know anyway <laughs> <laughs> there is some phrase but i'm not very good at recalling phrases so i won't try <laughs> oh i want to know what it is now it's not it's not, it's not work smart not hard or something like that <laughs> no but i do agree with that one, yeah, I I agree used, with that one. I, where i used to work the the boss always used to say to me he used to say work smarter not mm. harder and i thought well i'm trying <laughs> yeah, yeah come on mate <laughs> yeah. I, I have no option on the first one so yeah. <laughs> i've got to work hard to make up um yeah i think that's what's that is the benefit of um of the new the sort of everything that's happened over lockdown that that will be in my mind the only good thing that could come out of it because i think that it's going to be detrimental to mental health for people i think for some people um it's created this feeling of needing to find something more when that something more doesn't necessarily exist. And part of what they're missing is just the camaraderie of being in a workplace with other people and collaborating on ideas. Yeah. And they, that's just not necessarily available anywhere at the minute. Um, but with and the, I think, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry. I was just gonna say, um, with, the, with the health and kind of wellness um, elements that you're, you're kind of interested at the moment, are, are you 
are you doing kind of a bit of work around that or is that just something that you know you've both been just kind of getting into but but not like um wanting to talk about too much to i don't know clients or something yeah um so i mean so i've been studying for the last well since september of last year um i've kind of always been fascinated by uh by by health wellness by nutrition um but also by like people and so i i did a a year's training in counseling skills and i also volunteered on the samaritans um helpline oh that must have been tough yeah that i mean that's kind of where it all like it all started for me i think this sort of I've definitely got the personality trait, like where I, you know, if someone's in a challenging situation or someone's down, I am a rescuer. Like I like to be able to offer help, mm. um, which I don't know. There, there's, there's limitations, isn't there? Within, uh, when you're a Samaritan, that must've been really tough for you because they find it's the, it's the people that want to help the most that do it, but there are, you know uh you can someone can tell you that they want to kill themselves and stuff like that but you can't do anything unless they let you call an ambulance and stuff yeah like that. exactly exactly it's very much you are a listening ear you're not advising mm. um yeah it, it's sort of you know you're hoping that they've rang because you, they need someone to speak to mm. um mm. yeah it what i mean it's, it's kind of a strange one because I think if you're if you have the ability to do something like that then it's amazing to do it because we do need people um to be able to be there to support people mm. however I don't but like I don't feel that everybody should do it like I feel like if you've been kind of given that skill I like you know if you're you're kind of born with these innate personalities aren't you and like obviously right. you can, whilst you can train um that it would almost be a shame to not use it if you had like sort of a calm nature you're able to manage like stress mm -hmm. um, uh, weirdly and you can kind of correct me on this but i think that there has to be kind of be a correlation between kind of mental health and maybe overcoming certain things with surfing is that kind of a bit weird to say but um i think yeah, a, 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 i think a lot of people um that i know have uh, you've gone out surfed and I think suddenly um, they've decided to use it as a kind of a treatment for mental illness definitely like it's definitely a form of therapy um, mm. the, we there's a charity down here called the wave project and that is surf therapy it's very much um, what they work more so with like children mm -hmm. than adults but I think what the aim is um, to have you heard of social prescribing i have done because my mum's a counsellor oh wow okay yeah so i mean like the aim is with like that charity and other charities is that like you would go to your gp and if it was something you were struggling with if you like with depression or anxiety um loneliness uh low mood then the gp could actually prescribe you with sur with surfing yeah yeah, it's absolutely awesome. Which so would they, would they pay for lessons? 
so the yeah so like it's prescription so like the nhs well i guess the charity in this sense would cover the cost so you you know the you as the um the patient wouldn't pay for it and you'd Mm -hmm. get like a six-week prescription or something and then hopefully it would install um a new light for you i suppose and then you would continue it i think that's amazing um i think i mean there has to be some some things like this that the NHS and, and, and doctors can offer than just kind of the usual healthcare route. And obviously what we've seen, um, you know, in the years gone by is that the traditional route sometimes doesn't ma- doesn't doesn't work. No, um, well, exactly. I mean, this is my, this is kind of the route I'm going down with the health and nutrition coaching. Like it's my absolute mission to be able to like sort of bridge that gap between the people who don't need acute care so you have the people that need your acute you need your gps now because they've got like super high blood pressure or they're they've been in and they've been in an accident or they've got a heart they have a heart attack and then you've got the people that which they say is 80 percent of people that go to gps is is lifestyle like it's lifestyle things so things like um loneliness or stress is such a massive one and which then leads to the likes of like acid reflux, heartburn, and then the GPs are prescribing um, like urimeprazoles, your PPIs to suppress that, mm-hmm. when, which is great because that allows the symptoms to go right there and then. But and if then the could, underlying issues. Yeah, if we could take still... more time and get to the root cause, like what is what's actually causing that in the first place, and that's when the GP hopefully one day, and this is the plan, um, can can pass the uh, patient, you know, rather than going straight for the um, omeprazole, the medication, they refer them on to a coach, a nutrition and health coach, who can who has more time. Like we yep. have the the beauty of time, which GPs don't have, to work with someone to to sit and to listen and ask them what's going on, like what is going on for you, like what I what's causing your stress like to really listen to their symptoms um i just think yeah i think that is something that's missing at the moment but but we are definitely making progress like like say with the social prescription it's it's really really positive i think there's also a movement towards understanding um that uh we need things like uh fitness and uh lifestyle hobbies um to as a form of, um, as, as you said earlier, as a form of therapy, because I've got a, a few things, one in particular, I've got my, I've got an outdoor fitness group on the seafront. Um, and I was sort of chatting to a friend the other day that is sort of acted as a form of religion where you go, like where a church would be a place where you meet up with people in your community. Um, and, um, and I think church does serve that sort of purpose for a lot of people, but we're sort of moving towards a society where it feels uh still makes sense to be spiritual but it feels kind of odd to a lot of people to be uh to feel to identify with a religion um and so you end up with less and less places just one less place for people to meet as a community with people outside of their friendship group and their work group um and things like surfing and fitness or tennis or uh any form of activity like that that you do regularly you'll meet new people and those people that you meet you will have problems that you get to help them with 
and vice versa on a day on a particularly tough day which you might have just been by yourself for the whole day and not uh shared an issue you may not have identified that you had a problem in your life something may have just been stressing you and just you go through the whole day and no one asks you what's wrong or are you all right um and just having a, another group of people that you're meeting with that understand what your baseline is would be able to identify that. Yeah, definitely. And also some form of accountability as well. Like, you know, if it's like a weekly group, it's you're, you're, it's something to go to, isn't it, each week? And it, yeah, I think there's something to be said for it. Like we're, we've started doing a weekly, foot, on Thursdays we go to um, Thursday evening football and that's just so it's just been so great like I think just from like having a run around and stuff it's the endorphins it just and and the social aspect of it as well it it yeah I mean I think that's definitely something that's been missing for me through the last like couple of years whilst we've been so restricted from seeing people we're getting to go out again now yes which is (laughs) so when's the so when's the big move when does that happen so I think we haven't booked our ferry yet, but we're looking at the 3rd of October. Oh, so, nice. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you still get a little bit of nice sun. Well, that's uh, it. We're, we're hoping to spend a little bit of time in the north because I don't know if you've been to northern Spain, but it is beautiful and the mountains there are great. So we want to spend a little bit of time there, but then we're going to sort of push to get south to, you know, try and extend that summer a little bit. Is that, Astu- is that Asturias in the north? Is that that, that sort of area? Um, mm, I've heard of Asturias. That's very, very... Uh, she, this is where I need Luca. A lot of the time, like, Luca would know that. <laughs> <laughs> and you're um, thinking of doing a podcast while you're doing that as well? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I just think it's definitely something I've thought about. What? Yeah, what do you guys... How do you find <laughs> finding recording podcasts? How do you find it, Charlie? Um, so I think quickly we had to understand that we needed to get mics. Uh, I think the um, the kind of the, uh, the AirPods slash kind of microphone thing worked for the best part of like the podcast. But just when we uh, are whether a little bit rushed or kind of low on battery, sometimes you can be, get quite muffly and can bring in quite a noise. Yeah. Um, and then also this has actually worked pretty well, but um, some when we get some guests it's the when do harry and i talk and when does the guest talk and trying to like because you can't see each other you're trying to guess when you finished each other's sentences all that sort of stuff so i guess trying to make it as fluid as possible is some of the challenging thing um but yeah I, str- I struggle with that all my life is <laughs> 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 when to let someone else talk rebecca we have to get you on i mean the second part of the podcast maybe is when you're when you're uh, when you're in the van when you're yeah traveling. that would be really cool yeah we'll have to check back in when we're in spain maybe we can do it in spanish <laughs> so, oh well luca, luca will have to come on for that obviously so it's gonna have to be us four you know i so nearly passed this over to luca because he's so much more like um what's the word oh, he's just so good at like talking and communicating i'm just like you just do so much a better job than me but no don't be silly <laughs> you've done really well this has been great um and I think having you both on will be brilliant as well. Um, yeah, that would be funny. We should do it in Spain. Yeah, and, and it'll be it'll be really interesting to kind of um, kind of find out how the balance of, of kind of work and and traveling around and then you know 
how settled do you get to one specific spot? Because, you know, I was thinking, because Spain is obviously an amazing country and there's so many amazing areas, you know, where do you, for how long and where do you stay? That's kind of what I'm interested to see where, you, where you'll be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know. And I think like what I find is so like fun is that this time next year, I have absolutely no idea where I will have been, what I'll be doing, like where my business will be at. Like, it's quite exciting. Who knows? Who knows? Let's go. Yeah. Awesome. So brave. Yeah. Well, that has been, it's been, it's been really, really nice to talk to you. Um, I know you know Harry, but um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and we want to have you back. Yeah, no, it'd be amazing. Thanks, guys. It's been really nice to chat with you both. Awesome. Thanks so much, Becca. Great to chat. Cheers. See you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.